0: Hello, I'm Alan Titchmarsh. In today's Gardener's World magazine tea break tutorial, I'm going to be talking tomatoes. (music) Red, yellow, stripy, from tiny cherries to beefsteaks so fat, They threaten to snap their support stakes clean in two. Sweet, delicious and warmed by the summer sun. Tomatoes are a true gardener's delight. But how can you ensure you get a great crop? Every summer, our postbag at Gardeners World magazine is jammed with questions about disappointing, blighted and meagre crops and the photographic evidence to prove it. But don't lose heart. Today, I'm going to talk you through some simple steps to take in summer that'll boost your yield and ensure you can extend this year's harvest with just a few last-minute tweaks. you'll discover some tips you need for a crop next year that's abundant, delicious and ripe. Well, there's only so much green tomato chutney a person can eat. So put the kettle on, relax and settle down for a Titchmarsh tomato tutorial. I love tomatoes ripened by the sun and when you pluck one that first one that ripens and the sun has warmed it you bring it in and you slice into it and eat it oh my goodness a friend said to me the other day who'd grown tomatoes for the first time I can't get over how different they are from those grown in the shops When I first started to grow tomatoes, I grew Moneymaker. We all grew them back in the 1960s. There are lots of varieties to grow, new ones every year. I always try them, but there is one that I do grow every year, and that is Alicante, which I find a really reliable variety. Decent-sized tomatoes, not too big, not too small. I love to eat them sliced with sliced mozzarella, drizzled with olive oil and then sprinkled with homegrown basil. You see, me mouth's watering, even at the prospect. The great thing about growing your own tomatoes is that incredible flavour, the fact that they're nutritious, in my case, organically grown. They save me a bit of money, and I can grow all kinds of varieties and different colours that I can't get in the shops. And you know that smell when you work among your tomatoes and you pluck them... Oh it just sends me off on one. There's no magic secret to growing a bumper crop of tomatoes but there are some key tricks. Choosing the right varieties, creating a tomato friendly growing environment which is a posh way of saying prepare the soil properly, paying careful attention to water and food, keeping a beady eye out for diseases and pests. You don't want the critters eating more of your crop than you do and in late summer, persuading your plants to put all their energies into ripening fruit. Yes, you do need to think like a tomato. Why now? Why are we talking about tomatoes now? The growing season's coming to its end, but this crop still has life in it, so there's time to squeeze out more fruit. Our summers are getting longer, and tomato growers can expect some of their best harvests in September. It's also the perfect time to reflect on what went well, what problems you had and plan what to do differently in the next growing season. You can find links to online resources for surefire ways to boost your tomato crop, step-by-step illustrative guides, videos and much more on our podcast pages at gardenersworld.com. There's no need to take notes. Let's start for a change at the end of the season, because here in late summer, if you're already growing tomatoes, then you should have been enjoying a good few weeks of flavoursome fruits. But there's no reason to give up so soon. A few timely steps will keep you cropping into autumn. Some of the best ways to keep tomato production coming? Well, stopping the plants is a good one. Don't be too greedy. Cut off the top of the plant now, being content with the amount of trusses, that's the flower clusters that you've got already. Stop the plant wasting its energy in producing more flowers that will be too late to produce ripe fruits. It will then concentrate the plant's energy into those existing swelling fruits rather than wasting it on others. Remove a few of the lower leaves to improve light and air circulation around the fruits. You can cut them off with a sharp knife or you can snap them off and that makes sure that air circulation is good, less likelihood of fungus diseases and allowing the light to get at the fruits and ripen them. Be consistent. Regular watering and feeding is key to keeping the harvest going. Don't let them dry out between waterings. Similarly, don't keep them soggy. Just even moisture is the secret to success. And keep an eye on temperatures too. If it starts to get warmer, they'll need more water. Regulate your watering according to the temperature as the nights and days become cooler. And it's better then just to keep the plants slightly on the drier side. Knowing what your plants are up against will help you to help them through. What do you do if your plants have been hit by tomato and potato blight? Well, you take action quickly. That's the solution the foliage will start to go black. It will spread to the fruits. It's a very nasty fungus disease and it happens when air humidity is high, often at this time in the year. For me, the best thing to do is as soon as you see any sign of the disease, pick all the fruit. If you caught it quickly, the damage is often only skin deep. And the flesh can still be cooked. But if it's a bad attack and you've been away for a few days and come back and found it, then well, discard all those which have been badly infected and use the others as fast as you can. If they're not yet ripe, then putting them in a drawer with a ripe banana will often encourage ripening. They tend to be a bit slower ripening when they're put on windowsills and window ledges pull up the plants and don't compost them on an open heap. If you've got a closed hot bin for composting you can compost them or send them to green waste. The council recycling is hotter than home composting and should destroy the fungal spores of the blight. It's a really painful disease to have because it does mean you've suddenly got to take action and save whatever proportion of your crop you can. If you're growing on an allotment and you have blight, do tell the other allotment holders so that they can take action on their own plots. What to do when the weather turns cooler? Cool nights and early frosts will bring an end to your harvest, so keep an eye on the forecast. And when overnight temperatures are forecast to fall below 10 degrees, well, you can cover plants in fleece to protect them a little, but as soon as it starts getting cooler, cut your losses. Take off all the crop that you can to ripen them indoors and then compost the rest of the plant. But know when to call it a day. Space in the greenhouse or out in your veg beds can be put to more productive use while the soil is still warm for overwintering leafy crops. So that's this year's harvest covered. But what should you learn from your results for a bumper tomato crop next year? here's some questions you could ask yourself. Did you give your tomatoes the right growing conditions? Did you plant them outdoors too soon? A friend of mine always says, if you couldn't go outside and have your lunch sitting with a t-shirt on, it's not ready to plant tomatoes. Don't be too eager to plant them out too quickly. Often it's the beginning of June before they can go out what soil do they do best in? They need reasonably rich soil but not too much manure, otherwise you'll get all foliage and stem and fewer fruits, so don't overfeed your tomatoes. Did the fruit just not ripen in good time? Try choosing a different variety next year. Growing tomatoes in a greenhouse is always much more reliable because it's sheltered than it is growing them outdoors where you really are dependent on summer weather. Did you water them evenly? Erratic watering is one of the greatest causes of failure. Blossom end rot, that black sunken area on the underside of the fruit, is caused by allowing the soil to dry out in between waterings. It's not a fungus disease, it's what we call a physiological disorder. Even watering will do away with it. If the skins of your tomatoes split open, that's another sign of erratic watering. The plants have been kept dry, the skin has hardened, then they've been given water and woof, it's pumped up into the fruits whose skins are no longer flexible to accommodate it. Even watering is key and if you're growing outside or in a greenhouse border and want to make sure of even watering, then a soaker hose attached to a little tap computer which feeds out water evenly at timed settings, will make sure that ground stays evenly moist if you can't be there to do it yourself. Did your plants need more feed? Once the fruit has begun to set, watering your plants with dilute liquid tomato fertilizer once a week will make sure they have all the nutrition they need. If you're growing in grow bags you can generally fit three plants in each bag but you do have to watch your watering. Feel that square of compost you can see at the top where the plant is growing every single day. Once it starts to feel dry give it a good soak and again repeat the watering as soon as it dries out once more. Sometimes they dry out quickly in grow bags but feeling the compost is key. At the end of the year, I tend to split open my grow bags, empty the compost onto the veg patch and fork it in. It's never wasted. If blight hits your crops this year, what do you do about it next year? Well, for a start, get rid of all the crop debris so that you're not reintroducing the spores or you're at least reducing it as much as possible. Growing in a greenhouse will help reduce the likelihood of blight You can grow blight-resistant varieties which are less susceptible to it. Look them out in a seed catalogue. And my Titchmarsh's trade secret for growing good tomatoes? It's that even watering and regular feeding. Those are the two things that will make sure your crop keeps growing well. That's all from me this time. Now you've got the late summer lowdown on tomatoes, you have a few weeks to turn those green fruits into tasty pickings. Remember, in a drawer with a ripe banana. And that way, they'll hopefully keep ripening rather more speedily than they would on the windowsill. And you should enjoy a bumper harvest next year. From me, Alan Titchmarsh, see you next time. And whatever the weather, enjoy your garden. You've been listening to Tea Break Tutorials with me, Alan Titchmarsh, produced by Lucy Ditchmont for BBC Gardeners World magazine.